full of too many football podcasts comes another football podcast. One man's quest to find the answers. Okay, boys. Let's go to work. Now, live from Pine Grove Studio B, it's Let Me Be Frank with T. Frank. Managing a, a college football roster is a never-ending task. It's like doing the dishes. The minute you think you've got in a place, there's more dishes in the sink. So if you're paying attention to the class of 2022 and 2023 during recruiting, we're going to focus on that right now. But Penn State's most recent commitment was not for either of those classes, but for the class of 2021, which most of us thought other than maybe transfers from other Division I schools was all wrapped up. And then comes Jordan Vanderberg, 2021 defensive tackle from Iowa Western Community College. He's a JUCO transfer, so that means he has immediate eligibility to play this fall. And because of COVID, he has his full eligibility left. So we're going to get into what he is as a player, what he can do for the Nittany Lions, and can he see playing time this fall? All that in just a little bit, but we are in one of the most unprecedented recruiting months, maybe ever. If you've been trying to keep up with the number of players on campus that have been taking official or unofficial visits, or if you've been trying to pay attention to who's at what camp, oh, it's just, it's it's like things it's like you're going in a car and things are just whizzing by your head and you can't keep up. Like there are so many kids visiting not just Penn State but places across the country. So what's important, what's not important, and I think that we all understand the relationship aspect and the get to know you phase and seeing campus and all of those uh, tactile sort of in-person things that you can't get over Zoom. But the relationship side, a lot of that, Penn State and James Franklin have done a good job of creating and maintaining via Zoom. It's different in person and that will never change, but those things you can get a start on. One thing that you cannot get a start on and you really can't see from even from film are, are one thing that Penn State is very, very big on, and James Franklin explains it's not just for this class, but for 2023 to get back to a sense of normalcy for the next class. Yeah, I, I think really important. For us, the camps really where the value shows up is not even necessarily this year. It's identifying you know some of the young talent for the, for the following year is typically – um, how the camp, you know, model usually works and usually, you know, helps you. Um, I think that'll be obviously different this year after not having a camp uh, last year. Um, you know, there's just so many guys that you haven't had a chance to evaluate in person. So I think I think those things are really important. Uh, you know. So testing numbers are super important, not just for Penn State, but for almost every single program uh across the country but penn state specifically they do take a very analytics heavy approach so all the data all the information is important and not having that for the class of 22 you've just got to dive in right now right but if you want to get back to a sense of how we do things the class of 23 is going to be very important to get those measurables to get that data in the system to then compare it and see what position do we think they fit can they play that position athletically and do they have the skills 
once you then train them and you get your hands-on approach to play those positions. It's all a part of the picture and not having that tangible testing information is super important. And you will see recruiting change, I think, drastically by the end of the seat, by the end of the summer for not just 22, but for the class of 23 as well. Once teams get their hands on that information, offers start going out, and then you'll have a better idea of who these athletes are that have making huge strides during the pandemic that we couldn't quantify until June, until this week, really. And uh, that includes players like J.R. Strauss. He's a linebacker for the class of 22 from Pennsylvania, a guy that you want to get accurate information on. But that also includes the class of 23, a guy like Lamont Payne. He's from Bridgeville, PA, another guy that you want to get information on. Or the uh, running back from Bishop McDevitt, Marquise Williams. Guys that are getting national attention, do they have the physical skills that Penn State is looking for at those positions to give them an offer? And not just do they, but what are the specific skills? And again, you can see that a guy is talented on tape. You can see what he can do with the football in his hands, any of those things. But to get accurate information and measurables so that you have something comparable, because one thing you cannot do really well, and we'll get to this with Jordan Vanderberg in a moment, is actually have like-to-like -like comparisons at the high school level or the JUCO level because the, the difference in talent can be so extreme. So to put everything on a scale that you can measure and everything on a scale that uh, is comparable, that's where those athletic testing numbers are really important, not just for recruiting and not just for recruiting services, but for schools when they want to make an informed decision about offering a player. So that's what's going on right now. Coming up next, we'll have our scouting report of Jordan Vandenberg. This is Let Me Be Frank. So just when you thought the class of 2021 was set for Penn State, the book is closed, the dust is settled, the Nittany Lions missed on TJ Finley, the transfer quarterback, and most other positions seem like they're set. Most other positions seem like you're not going to find anybody right now that's going to make a tangible difference. Penn State's going into the fall as is and most people are expecting and looking at now then in recruiting the class of 22 and 23 makes sense right it's one of the most unprecedented recruiting months in history and most people are wondering who's the next commitment who's the next guy that's going to commit to the nittany lions and lo and behold it's 2021 defensive tackle jordan vandenberg vandenberg of iowa western community college i had to look at it to make sure because uh i i've never heard of iowa western i kept wanting to call it Northern Iowa, which, you know, it's a directional school in any state. You're vaguely aware of most of them, but you don't really know the difference. It's a directional school. That's that's typically how I classify them. But regardless, he falls sort of out of nowhere to the Nittany Lions because most of us forgot the fact that the JUCO season, which normally happens in tandem with the regular foot college football season in the fall, was pushed back because of COVID. So... JUCO players across the country finished up their season, whether they had eight games, six games, whatever COVID allowed them to have, they finished that up this spring and are now looking for their home in the Division I level if they've earned the spot uh, through their play and their abilities. That is how you get Jordan Vandenberg to be a 21 commit with five years of eligibility and ready to play uh, in the fall, has eligibility to play immediately. So what are the Nittany Lions getting? And I know the question everyone wants to know is, is he going to play in the fall? 
We'll get to that in a little, we'll get to that at the end because I think that's important to save to the end once we have a full picture of what he is. And what he is is super unique and interesting because he's legitimately a chase player, a guy that chases plays down from the backside uh and he's 280 pounds. You look at the sort of skills that he brings to the table, they're very unique. And I love the way you can legitimately classify him as, as an edge defender who can do those things and has the motor and the speed, legitimate speed, not just for his position, but in general. And he can do those things, and he's bringing them as a three technique to Penn State. So this is a super unique individual from that perspective. Now, it is important to put into context that while... I do think these are legitimate traits and they'll translate. I don't know how they're going to translate to the division one level. First off, as he gets bigger and stronger, will he maintain that top end sort of speed? And secondly, you do have to recognize the fact that he was playing at the Juco level and he was on a rather dominant team. The closest any of the games I watched were, it was 28 to nothing. And the other, the opponent had about eight yards of offense in the third quarter. So the the talent gap is massive. It's it's you're basically it's like recruiting in high school uh, part two. So you have to take that into account. But he's legitimately fast and legitimately quick. And you can see how he gets off the ball and he's able to change directions. Something that I think is a part of his profile athletically. We'll get to a little bit makes him look a little stiff. But you can see he he is a problem for offensive linemen to block. And you can see on the interior as well that quickness helps uh, him win immediately and has enough that he can even do it on the outside. A rare uh, pass rushing move there from him. But it's it's an immediately translatable sort of skill set with the speed and the quickness to play that penetrating three technique that Penn State is always looking for. I think this is a classic fit. So from that perspective, he's bringing, I think, plus uh, quickness and speed to Penn State. And he pairs that. And here's why I think he, he has a, a bright future for the Nittany Lions. He's already a very good run defender because I think he has very good upper body strength. He has, uh, I don't want to say unnatural because clearly he, he's worked on that. Uh, his ability to shed blocks is phenomenal. You can see he can just bully guys, throw offensive linemen off of him. And he does a great job with uh, mobile blocks. Pulls, lead blocks, down blocks, trap blocks, those sort of things. He does a great job of absorbing the contact and then shedding the player. And you see him just violently rip guys off of him and get to the football. That tells me he's got great core strength and upper body strength, which again is a bit unique for defensive tackles. Most of those guys are big, squatty, powerful guys that while they have that sort of ability, they don't pair it with the quickness to then immediately step off the block and get the tackle. And a lot of them, their, their core strength, while you know they've got a big core, I don't think they're as fit-looking as Jordan Vandenberg is. He is legitimately a speed player. And he pairs that with great upper body strength and violence. Now, the one part that's not a surprise, because, again, if you read anything, and I, I suggest you go check out the profiles at 247, who did some of the initial reporting on his commitment, and at Rivals, he, he came from South Africa at 10 years old. So this is not a guy who's played football his entire life. And there are some of those things you see crop up, especially as a pass rusher. Most young players are raw, but you see like he's just running at the tackle, both hands extended. That's not really a pass rushing move. Now, again, he's trying to do bull rush here, but 
the the way he addresses the tackle, his ability to uh, you know find the right angle and move and have a plan is clearly something that's in development because earlier we saw with his quickness and his ability to shed blocks, he can do it. And it looks impressive when he does it. It's just, you know, how often does that happen? And it, it's not consistent. But again, that's something you see from a lot of young defensive tackles. A lot of young defensive linemen in general don't come in with a uh, bevy of pass rushes, a repertoire, if you will. Now, the two areas of concern that I have physically will get to now that I think may show up more on the on the Division One level than they did on the JUCO level. And the first is, um, I think that there's some question as to his lower body strength because uh, taking on double teams didn't always go well for him. Now, these are the only two where he lost. I want to make that clear. This is not something that is a consistent problem that's an obvious trait that we're, gonna, we're going to address. But I want to put a pin in this because that might be an issue compared to his upper body, which is well-developed, physically strong, I think has legitimate Big Ten strength in his upper body, his lower body is lagging behind. And that's kind of how you get a chase player that's so quick and has such upper body violence but doesn't have that lower body strength. And I would be concerned or I want to see more information on his ability to play through double teams and to anchor uh, in the run game because he's good when he can shed, but I don't know that with that lower body as it is, if he can actually... Um, play the run right now. But if you look at his frame and you look at his physical abilities, I have no doubt he can add 10 to 15 pounds and become strong and play with a lot of uh, what you're looking for as a complete three technique. Uh, the one area that I don't think can progress or develop and doesn't show up at the JUCO level, I don't think he has long arms. And this is, again, hard to tell. You, he doesn't present with overly long arms. You don't go, wow, look at that guy. He can scratch his ankle while he's standing up. You don't say any of those things about him. It may be average. It may be slightly below average. But what he does do is he makes up for it with great pad level. And to me, this is another thing to be really excited about because his natural upper body strength paired with the fact that he's maximizing at all times his length that he does have. And at six foot three, he's not a short player, but you know the overall length you're looking for in the right spots might not be there completely. He's making up for that with just... Uh, the bend that you're looking for from a defensive lineman. I love the way he engages with offensive linemen, not just from a pulling standpoint like we talked about earlier, but from an individual block standpoint. It's just then what's the upper limit on his ability to put on muscle and to put on lower body strength. And that part to me is when we get to, can he play this fall? And and truthfully, I, I don't think it would make sense because there's a couple things at play here. And first and foremost, I think that we should address is the fact that he just got done playing eight games at the JUCO level. And the wear and tear on a football player is real. Now, he'll have time to recover, but really, he's got June and July, and that's it before training camp for Penn State. Again, he's going to be here in the fall. So is his body, do you really want to put him through 12 games in the fall after playing eight games in the spring? This is what we talked about last fall you know, as a football community, do you want to do that to kids to play in a bridge season in the spring and then turn around immediately and play in the fall? It's it's risky for bodies and for players and you risk injury 
but you also risk a, a, a step back in development. So he, is, he does not have time from a sports science standpoint to go through a full offseason lifting program with Penn State and get bigger and stronger and, you know, make up for some of these small deficiencies that he has physically to become a complete defensive tackle, to be 290, 295 pounds with that thick lower body you're looking for. There's not enough time to do that, so you're taking him as is. And if you look at his skills, I do think he's a great in-between for what Penn State has on the roster already between Derek Tangelo, who is a well-above-average run defender who might not add as much as a pass rusher as Hakeem Beeman does, but Hakeem Beeman is 273 pounds. They updated the roster to give him an extra four pounds in the last month or so. So Vandenberg is already bigger in that aspect than Beeman, who played and played well for Penn State. So I don't think that you can say, no, he's not going to be able to contribute uh, for Penn State next fall because physically he's already near that threshold you're looking for. But with everything else in, you know, in, in uh, the picture and the fact that you do have those two players at the three-technique position who are presumably going to take up most of the snaps in that two-deep rotation, does he have enough ability to get into that third spot to me is the question not is he going to be a regular player or is he going to be a star a breakout candidate that nobody saw coming I can't I can't reasonably say that I, I don't think that that would be the case and from a development standpoint long term having five years of eligibility I would rather him take this as a red shirt year develop his body add that lower body strength come back as one of the more complete defensive tackles that Penn State may have on their roster. And to me, just as a fan of defensive linemen, that's what I want to see. That's what I'm looking for at all times is, does that quick three technique have enough room on his frame to be 300 pounds, 305 pounds, and be a complete defensive tackle? Because those guys are fun to watch. They're disruptive, they're nasty, they get in the run game and in the pass game, and they, they make football fun for the defense again. Because a lot of times, <laughs> it's not so much fun to watch offenses just beat the crap out of defenses. And that's what happens a lot in college football. And those are the players, defensive tackles, and we had Ross Tucker on uh, earlier this week that said defensive line is the second most important position in college football behind quarterback. And I kind of get his point. If you have guys that can do everything, then you kind of level the playing field. Jordan Vandenberg has the potential to be that. I think the limiting factor is going to be the arm length more than anything and how quickly he, you know, gets it as a football player. But everything else he shows is is on the above average scale of athleticism and early development as a defensive tackle. So I think it's a really good addition for Penn State, a surprise one at that position, and one that I think is mostly for the future rather than 2021.